Merry Christmas. My name is Jeff Reynolds, and I serve as senior pastor of First Baptist Church, Bowling Green, Kentucky. And on behalf of all of us here at First Baptist, we want to say thank you. Thank you for being a part of this experience with us on this special, sacred night as we remember together the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, the central message of Christmas is that God loves us all, and we want you to know that He loves you. He loves you so very much. And the proof of that is in the fact that He sent His Son for all of us. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Well, the message of Christmas is that God loves you. No matter who you are, or where you are, or what's going on in your life, God loves you so much. And we pray that you would feel that love tonight. Would you pray with me? Father, we love you, and we thank you so much for your unbelievable love for us. Tonight, as we look back on the story of the birth of Jesus, we pray that you would help us to embrace that love, even as we're embraced by it. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
Tonight, I'm going to share with you several different passages of Scripture, but I want to start with one of my very favorites. It comes at the very beginning of the Gospel of John, and John opens his Gospel by sharing with us really the spiritual meaning behind the Christmas story. This is John chapter 1, beginning with verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Now, there's a lot of confusion around this text. What is this Word of God? Or better yet, who is this Word of God? Well, on down in the chapter in verse 14, the Bible says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So we learn who the Word is. The Word is the only begotten Son of God. The Word is Jesus Christ. Verses 16 through 18 tell us this, For from His fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made Him known. So who is this Jesus who was born in Bethlehem and laid in a manger? Well, it is God in flesh to dwell among us. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Victor 
Christ in power resurrected as we will be when he comes. You know, there's another passage that kind of tells us the Christmas story without telling us the Christmas story. Again, we see the reason why God sent His Son for us, and it's in Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 and 5. The Apostle Paul writes, as he's carried along by the Holy Spirit, saying, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. So why did God send His Son to be born of woman and born under the law? Well, the entire purpose was to redeem us, to redeem those who were under the law, who were held captive by sin. This entire story is the story of God's rescue mission to come for us. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 9 that the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. And through Jesus Christ, God brings us out of the dominion of darkness and into His everlasting light. Still we see the light 
I got to have an experience this year that has changed the way that I look at the Christmas story. I got to go to the Holy Land, and I actually got to go to Bethlehem, to the shepherd's fields where they looked out at that great night sky where the angels appeared and proclaimed the good news of Jesus' birth. Without realizing it, I think that I had romanticized the story that I absolutely believed to be true, but I had romanticized Bethlehem as well. Well, I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that it is a very real place with very real people, and Mary and Joseph were real people too. This is not just some historical tale. This is a true story of people who walked a difficult journey. So I want to share with you from Luke chapter 2 this story yet again. And I pray that all of us would hear it with fresh ears to be reminded that this is a real story of real people going through a real situation. Luke tells us about it as he's carried along by the Holy Spirit saying this, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. The Christmas story isn't easy. And I think that was by design. I think God wanted us to know that He enters into our difficult moments and He brings life. Thank you. 
we have a God who steps into our bleak moments and brings hope. I love that so much about him. You know, one of my favorite verses in the entire Bible is Psalm 46, 10. God says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. You know, ultimately that verse tells us that God wins in the end. And so we can rest in the stillness of knowing that he's in control. There's nothing bigger than him, nothing too great for him. And so he invites us to step into his stillness and trust that he is God.
One of my favorite things about this night is the stillness of the night. If you have to be out, you see that the streets are empty. The stores have largely shut down and there's just a true silence to the night. I think it's a reminder of the rest that we are able to have in God. In Psalm 4, verse 8, the psalmist says, In peace I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. And when we come to God through Jesus Christ our Lord, we are truly able to enter into His rest because we can know that He has us and He's not going to let us go. And so tonight, as we remember that silent and holy night, let's dwell in God's rest. Soon 
enough you'll save the day but for now dear child of mine oh my Jesus sleep tight about you, but sometimes it seems like God is just so far away. 
you watch the news and you see everything that's going on in the world and, and you just wonder, God, where are you? Well, here's the truth that we can know, no matter what our feelings may seem to tell us. God is near. He's with us. That's the story of Christmas, that He has so loved us that He has come to us. When Jesus was sending out His disciples to proclaim the good news of God to the people all around the area, He said to tell the people, the kingdom of God has come near to you. And that's the message of Christmas. Although sometimes it may seem like God is far off, He's not. He is near. He has come near to us through Jesus Christ our Lord, and we can rest in Him.
There are a couple places in the Bible where we get to have a glimpse into heaven. And specifically, there are a few passages where we get to see the throne room of heaven. One of my favorites is Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. And I want you to hear this account of Isaiah's vision of the throne room of heaven. This is what he says. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Now these seraphim who surround the throne of God are calling out to one another and they're talking about one of the key attributes of God's character and that is this, that He's holy. Holy simply means that God is set apart. He is distinct. The opposite of holy is common, everyday, ordinary. And one of the great wonders of Christmas is that God in all His holiness invaded our ordinary everyday common lives. God has brought His holiness to us, and through Jesus Christ, He has welcomed us to be embraced in His holiness. What a holy and wonderful God we serve. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. He has come for us, this Jesus. He's the hope for all men. 
The message of Christmas is that God loves us. He loves us all. And He loves us so much that He sent His only begotten Son for us. It's not just a quaint story of something remarkable that happened so many years ago, but it's a current reality because God continues to come for us. Jesus opens His arms to receive any of us who will come to Him. And when we do, He rescues us from this sin-fallen world. He redeems us from our sin and He receives us as His own. This Christmas, the greatest gift that anyone could receive is the gift of God's grace through Jesus Christ our Lord. And we receive that gift by turning away from our lifestyle of sin and coming to Jesus Christ by faith, believing that He is the Son of God who came for us, who died, and who rose again. This Christmas, if you've never received the gift of God through Jesus Christ, we invite you to do that now. We're so thankful that you've tuned in to be a part of this experience with us. And we want you to know that there's a place for you at First Baptist Church, Bowling Green, Kentucky. If you can ever make it to the corner of 12th and Chestnut in Bowling Green, we would love to have you join us as we continue to proclaim this message all year long. God bless you and Merry Christmas. <music>